Steve Mathis production. Hello, Pulp fans. Keep using that M-A-T-T-H-E-S code at btosports.com and be sure to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com for your non-moto purchases. Your support makes it possible for us to continue to deliver your moto fix, and we thank you. episode of the Steve Mathis show there is a high chance ability you will either learn something a lot of people don't know you left thinking Duh. or make you say to yourself dude that's so funny the bottom line is this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview welcome to the racer x podcast show brought to you by btosports.com hosted by Steve Mathis Hey everybody, I know you've just finished listening to a whole bunch of uh, intro crap, but I just wanted to uh, put one more thing in there before we get to the show, and thank you everybody for listening. Hey, look, we all buy stuff from Amazon. I buy stuff, you buy stuff, we all buy stuff from Amazon, let's face it. So why don't you, the next time you're buying something from Amazon, go to pulpamex.com, find the Amazon banner there on the bottom right-hand side, click to that, it'll take you to Amazon, and then you can place your order for whatever it is, either lube a baseball glove, or a car, whatever it is, then that way Pulpamex gets a little piece of that, and uh, we can keep on doing what we're doing. And I appreciate it. And so check it out on the link, and see you guys later. Welcome to the BTO Sports Racer X podcast show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, on this off weekend of no racing, but that doesn't stop this podcast machine. And we thought we'd uh, call up a guy, uh, a legendary rider, to get his take on a number of topics and uh, it would be uh, myself and uh, Jason Wygant. Yeah. And on the line, six-time AMA National and Supercross champion Jeff Stanton. Stanton, what's going on? Not much. Uh, I'm actually out in the front yard. My son just rolled over his Traxxas truck, and uh, <laughs> my wife and daughter and I are out shooting baskets outside. Good times. That's, that's, that's our 830 activity at night. Good times in Sherwood right now. Yeah, that's right. Probably a, a nice, well, nice weather, too. Probably very beautiful outside. It's awesome. Fall is upon us just about, but it's all good. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, I guess right off the bat, uh, you're not as much race, not as many races for you uh, anymore as as you used to be. Do you like it? Dude, somebody asked me that just today, and I said, (laughs) you know what? I'm spoiled now. (laughs) That being being gone 30 weekends a year, Uh you know what? It's it's awesome. You know, I can't can't complain, and you know, it's not that I wouldn't do it again if, if it's if the opportunity presented itself with the right person. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's nice being home. I'm, I've got, I've spoiled myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. I bet. Uh, now, but you, you up on the races, you're, you, you, you're watching them all, you're, you're checking them all out. Yep. Oh yeah. My son and I, I set the recorder for fuel and, and, uh, listen to those guys at uh, one o'clock do do the live cast and then check out the other one either on NBC or speed or wherever it's at. So yeah, I've been, I've been watching them all. It's been, you know what? It's been great. And 
you know, my 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 feel good story all year, you know, and I talked about this with Supercross was Chad Reed, and mm-hmm. so that was that was miss that that was a bad deal at Millville for him tennis. Yeah, put put you know toned him down a bunch, but you, you know, I was, it's just awesome to see what he's done this year and his own team, and that, that's just that's just an awesome feel good story. Yeah, no doubt about it. Although I guess when you're watching, do you turn down Wygant and Emig and just like is that better than actually listening to them talk? No, you know what? Those guys do a great job. They they, they work they work well together. I'm not saying that because he's on the other line. I, you know, I'll tell pretty much shoot it straight. But uh, they, they do a good great job. And you know, Jeff's Jeff's done a, a great job of that, getting into it. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's up on everything. You know, like when Barsha, you know, had his Epstein Bar, filling everybody in, and kind of how that all works out. You know, yeah, you can tell they've done their homework, other than you know just you know shooting from their hip. Yeah, you hear that, Wygant? Six time, big fan. Because, like he said, he would, if I did a bad job, he would say it. <laughs> he would, actually. He would, yeah, straight sure. up. <laughs> yeah. He would just uh, say it. One of, one, one of my uh, better days ever uh, helping out, announcing it all, was when Jeff would take the, the analyst mic at a Millville oh, webcast. Dude. <laughs> dude. Just ruined people. <laughs> What's your favorite one, Wygant? What do you remember fa- from Stanton's days on a webcast? I don't know why it was always Millville. Yeah, I don't know if it was once or twice or whatever. But, dude, like 20 minutes into the moto there, you know how it worked. Like, somewhat, we'd, you would try to not give the obvious answer. Like, I would try not to. Right. I'd be like, oh, maybe some sort of a problem there. Well, it's pretty obvious what the problem is. That guy's not training and he's fading at the 20-minute mark. It's pretty obvious. It's not that hard to figure out. Yeah. That's right. It just like, dude, we're trying to keep some drama in this show, man. Don't tell it so quick and so straight. <laughs> they, hey, they might, as well, they might as well know the truth. Yeah, my favorite was uh, that's the job. My favorite was somebody went down the first turn and Jeff goes, "Yeah, you know he's probably going to come up and rip through the pack and get second. And sure enough, he did. Whoever it yeah, was, like Reed or Dungey or somebody, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the best. That's awesome. I remember. Okay, here here was the moment. I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was Josh Grant or somebody like that pulled into the yeah. mechanics area. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think you remember this one. He pulls in the mechanics area. And we had Aaron Normal as the pit reporter. And she's like, I was down there, and I was trying to get a word with him. He's breathing really hard, so maybe some type of an injury, or he's in some type of pain. <laughs> and Jeff's like, that ain't an injury, honey. He's just breathing hard. <laughs> he's just tired. <laughs> we got we to get you back in the booth six times, somehow, anytime. Uh, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever we got to do. Um, because actually, Fro does drive me crazy a little bit with his – he's very neutral. Fro is very neutral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you can tell. I mean, you know, in that position, you don't want to make anybody mad, but you, you don't have to. You, no. you, you can you, you can do it tactfully and tell the truth. I mean, the <laughs> truth hurts. You know, a lot of guys don't want to hear the truth, but the truth because the truth usually hurts. Yeah. If you do it tactfully and you tell the truth and you're not lying about anything, dude, there's nothing they can say about it. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. That's just <laughs> that's just just facts of life. Oh, I love it. Uh, well, but, let me ask about that. You you spent a lot of time working with Honda, so obviously you're working with the riders, not. Not on TV, but still you're having these conversations with people, you know, I'm sure saying good things about some riders and bad things about others. Do you, aren't there some riders, did you ever back it down and say, okay, this guy probably doesn't respond well to criticism. It's my job to keep this dude pumped up. Or did you always pretty much tell it to him straight? Whoever it was. No, there, no, there, definitely. There's guys that you had to, you had to blow the smoke. Everybody's different. Right. And there's, uh-huh. there's guys, there's guys that had to train like myself and Ricky had to train our butts off to give us the confidence to go to the race and do what we had to do on the weekends. And then there's guys that, you know, if they train 20 minutes, 25 minutes a day, 
uh, three days a week and, and rode their motos, they were invincible. So it's it's a you know it's a science figuring each each kid out for himself and uh, you know pushing the right buttons and making it happen. Did you have anybody ever just break down and cry as you were telling them <laughs> what they need um, to do to get better? No, not, not break down and cry, but you know there's some guys that you, you just you, you sit them down and say, dude, you got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Okay. You know. You know if you're getting t- tired of the 20 minute mark. You know. Yeah. And the, it's right. just it's all about you know facing reality and being honest with yourself and you know and it's still that way with any one of those guys. I don't mm-hmm. care who it is today. If you're, if you're honest with yourself, you know when you're tired. You know when you're doing the right thing. You're doing the wrong thing. And it's just uh, just straight up being honest with yourself. Um, hey, well let's let's uh, touch on Chad Reed because you brought it up at the beginning here. Yeah. Um, big crash at Millville. We all seen that. You know, mm-hmm. Washugal, he wasn't physically 100%. He admitted it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But Unadilla, he said, hey, I'm feeling fine. But what does a crash do do to you? What does it do to Chad Reed, do you think? Or what have you ever been in the same situation? Like, what does that do to your mind, to your confidence, to everything? Because he's a different rider. He's a different guy yeah, right now. Yeah, he, he is. And, uh, you know, the older we get um, – I mean, later in my career, you start thinking about you, you start thinking about those things. You know, he's not uh, 20, 21 years old. A big crash like that, boom! You get up, you shake it off, no big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, you got wife, you got kids, you got a, you got shoot, how many employees? Let alone, you know, you're yep. you're not you're not supporting just yourself anymore. And so, I think that in itself is as much as anything. If if that was Bam Bam that did that, mm-hmm. dude, no big no big deal, shake it off. In next week you wouldn't even know. Right. But later on in that career, the clock starts ticking. The, you know the, the the wheels are turning upstairs. Man, do I do I need to push it like this? You know, mm-hmm. it was fun when I was winning, but a crash <laughs> like that, make it, I'm sure it makes you think about it. Right. I, I know it did. Right. And do you have any specific examples that you can, you can think of in your career? Anything? Yeah, I, I mean, dude, I I can tell you, and I, I'm not afraid to tell you who it was or anything. And you know what was a turning point in my career is we were at a supercross race and you know back in the day we, we could we could battle and pass each other back and forth and back and forth and you know later in my career dude it just got to where the guys were just completely just taking you right off the track i mean mm-hmm. t-bone you yeah. center punch you and uh and that was my turning point in my career where i said dude they're just taking the fun out of it this isn't racing if they, <laughs> they want to get by they don't they don't think two turns and set you up dude they just they just center punch you yeah and that was you know i remember it, it i remember it hit me like a you know a ton of bricks the the race that it happened and and everything and so you know it, it I'm, I'm sure that that's you know weighing mm-hmm. in guys guys's brain because really like why can't we were like you said in our podcast reed had won the first moto over the hometown guy in a in a in a stellar ride yep. passes ryan villapoto in the sand whoops in the sec first lap of the second moto and in a split second, his whole season has changed. It's incredible. Yeah, yep. at that moment, he was actually, you could argue that he was riding better at that moment than he was at any point all year. It wasn't like he was fading and the two Ryans were starting to get a streak going and were closing in. I mean, he won the first moto. He was leading the second moto. That's amazing how quickly that thing changed for him, huh? Yes, for sure. And it's, it's like you said, he was just, he was on a rail. That first moto was awesome. Yeah. And- He's had so many good rides, you know, in second motos, really. But that first moto was just great. And, uh, man, one, one trip flying through the air at 20 feet and party was over. Yeah. Um, now, I know you're still tight with the Honda guys, Eric Kehoe and all those guys. Were mm-hmm. you 
have you been surprised at Reed's season, Supercross included? I mean, has this really truly taken you by surprise? Yeah, it, it did me honestly. Right. Um, you know, it kind of started out slow, and he, he had expectations. But as the Supercross season went on, it just getting better and better, and got some wins. Yeah. You know, and then everybody's getting stoked, and mm-hmm. you know, nobody want nobody wanted him, and then putting his own team together, and you know, Honda helping out as much as they did. Uh, yeah, it was just it was on it was an awesome story. Yeah, and I imagine too. Like I noticed, I really think his riding. Nothing against Pro Circuit; they build a good bike. When he got on that Works Honda, though, he stepped it up again. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I'm gonna. I use Barsha for example. I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not afraid to talk about that. You see, you know, not the factory connections, uh, any bad deal. But now Barsha's got the taste of that factory team, dude. He don't want to go back there. He <laughs> don't want to go back down. You know, it's like uh, you know, it's like let's go out and buy a, a new Mercedes or let's go buy a a, a Ford Festiva. <laughs> right. You know, once once you once you get the cream of the crop and you get the good stuff, you don't want to you, you don't want to go back down and mm-hmm. and. You know, it's just there's just little things. You know, the the, the, the technicians that you work with, and and, and it, honestly, as much as anything, it's just it's the mental. You know, it yeah. makes you feel good and it pumps you up, and it's it, it's not probably 15 percent different, but it, you know, it, as we know, the sport is as much mental as it is anything. Right, right. Good point. Yeah, you pointed something out that's interesting because you said at the beginning, you know, the training you did or Carmichael did. You talked about how it actually, you did it for the confidence. I mean, it wasn't just a pure, if I was had 20% better VO2 max, I could go 20% further in the moto. You're saying that it, it all spilled over. It wasn't just pure fitness. It was what having that training did for your mind just as much as anything it, else. Did this sport, and, you know, honestly, i got a couple of young kids I'm working with throughout the week, and, and uh, you know, they're – we started out training, 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 and they're all, dude, this is, this sucks. This ain't no fun. But now that they're getting training and they're getting results, I can see them getting more and more confident. And that's what it takes. At I don't care if it's at a mini bike level, uh, you know, a Loretta Lynn's level, or professional level. If you're doing the right things and you're getting the results with it and the breaks with it, it it it, it works on your your mental aspect. Dude, the sport is is as much mental as it is physical. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Hey, let's talk about Barsha a little bit. Uh, 3-3 yeah. at Unadilla. Great ride. A um, little bit of controversy with Ryan Dungey, though. And we saw a side of Dungey that we hadn't seen in the interviews. And I don't know, Jeff, how much you followed it. But in the press conference, he had more uh, words to say about Barsha and his sort of uh, coming into the class. Uh, thoughts on that? Thoughts on racing Dungey as hard as he did um, and all that? Uh, what do you think? Um, well, you know what? I think Dungey... I think Dungey lets those guys get into his head. You know, uh, let's go back to him and Jerry Law. Dude, mm-hmm. Jerry Law got under his fingernails so bad it just about ruined him. Mm-hmm. And so Bam Bam's coming in there, dusting feathers. Yeah, I'm in the middle of a title. Leave me alone. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's horse crap. Right. You know, Bam Bam's there to do a job. And, uh, dude, you know, he, he's, he's a great rider. He's a talented rider. He's a good kid. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to, nobody wants to, uh, you know, Dungey doesn't want anybody to come in and beat him, dude. I'm the champ. You know, nobody's yeah. going to come in and beat me. And, you know, he's been ruffled this year and, you know, a lot of controversy in his life right now. And so, oh, I think he needs to just man it. I, honestly, before Unadilla, straight up, I got Dungey winning the championship. Yeah. But dude, after, yeah. after last weekend, I'm not so sure now. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, he showed a little bit of chinks. Uh, yeah. Um, now, guys like Wygant and myself, um, I had Barsha 
four, five, six level. You know, not mm-hmm. not beating Reed, not touching Dungey or Villapoto. So he's mm-hmm. definitely surprised me. What do you think about his ride? Is is that is that just a kid of getting hyped up for his first race, or is that really truly his level? Is he there? Um, you know, we kind of had the expectations. You know, five to ten. Mm-hmm. Let's learn. Let's go learn. Have fun. Yeah. You know, do what we can do. And uh, but honestly, uh, I mean, uh, straight up, that that four fifty class. It's weak. From fifth on back, it's weak. And so, honestly, that's where he should be. You know, if, if Chad wasn't a little bit off his game, I mean, who, who else is there? Yeah, I go to Red Button Watch, and I think, oh, my God, what a difference a couple of years make. You know, two years ago, Alessi was the man, dude. He was he was, he was was on and going to yep. win a title. Yep. And, right. now, and now, fifth, sixth place. I mean, mm-hmm. excuse me, but 40 seconds behind riding around? Right. So, so you really, thought Barsha really, should be ahead of him, actually. Like, you weren't surprised to see Barsha ahead of that other group. That's no. where he thought he could be. Wow. No. Uh, um, I mean, a great starter, so that's that's huge. And so, you know, I, I, I figured, you know, top five, any, and I said, top five, anything above that's a bonus. So right, right. Now, now he's just got to back it up at Southwick this weekend. Yeah. So how much of that ride, though, do you think was, you know, He's had a pretty rough year outdoors on the 250. So he's got a new lease yep. on life. He's got the cool factory bike. He's like, is that a one shot? He had the adrenaline. He was fired up. It was his home state, or is that something he can actually do every week? Or do you think there was a first race kind of pumpness to him? Um, I, I think I, I think he can. I think he can back it up. Honestly, I think yeah. he can back up three, three to five. Uh, yep. Just you know, South Southwake. You gotta you gotta you gotta be tough. You gotta be able to suck it up and. And uh, rough and gnarly, so mm-hmm. uh, th- this will be a, this will be a great test for him this weekend, and uh, you know just to kind of see where his conditioning's at, and uh, um, you know what I think I think maybe you know Eric and I talked about it a bunch this past week. I, I think maybe that 450 might fit his style a little better. Maybe he you know rides that 250, you know just rides it to yeah. to its death, and that may wear him out where the 450 may fit his style a little better and it may not wear him out as much. And so, because quite honestly, man, he looked solid both motos the whole time. Yeah, I didn't hear that thing hit the rev limiter once. And like you exactly. said, yeah, it just smoothed him out. It, it was it was amazing. Exactly. And your old mechanic there, Dan Bentley, was amazed also. I mean, we everybody was kind of just like, wow, this kid yep. really yep. figured it out. Um, hey, did you have any instances in your career where either you were the Barsha jumping into a title chase or someone jumped into your title chase? I, I was trying to think of no. it. Did anything like no. that happen? No. Okay. No. No. Uh, no. Hey, at, at, a, oh. at Indianapolis, no. I was talking to Bentley, and he said that no. you were maybe going to work with Barsha. And Barsha sort of confirmed it to me. You guys were talking. And uh, no. what happened with that? What what went down? Uh, what was the decision? Or I mean, obviously, you have good things to say about him, but were you going to maybe – Get into the whole uh, uh, coaching mentor role. Um, I was totally ready and uh, straight up. Uh, I just it, it, on their end, it just never materialized. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe I was a little too harsh, you know. I told them, <laughs> no. straight up. Yeah, you know, I, I I told them I'm not gonna tell you what you want to hear. I'm not gonna be a man friend, and so yeah. you know, the, the the ball was on on their side of the table. Honestly, I told them you know, what it would take for me to, to be able to go on the road. I just, we just talked about being on the road 30 weekends a year. Dude, yeah. I don't have to do it. Right. 
I would love to love to pick and choose and work with a top guy like that. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 100% confident that that guy is going to be a champion in the next couple of years. And then between myself and and that factory team where he's at, there's no doubt that we could make him a champion. So, uh, really, the ball's on their side of the court, and it, honestly, it never materialized. So, hmm. uh, maybe it will. Maybe it will here in the future. Um, you know, I still. Talk to him, text him, leave him messages, and yeah. uh, you know, right. and keep him keep him pumped up. But uh, yeah, that, that that's kind of where it's at. Now he had a rough go of it uh, here outdoors leading up to this. The whole team kind of did over there. What do you what do you think about that? Because coming in, you would have thought there was a moment where yeah. the Geico team they they won the title in the East of Barsha. They were a few yeah. laps away from winning the West with Tomac, and it looked like going back to Canard one last year outdoors that they had mm-hmm. turned the tables. I'm pro circuit, but man, the bottom just fell out of it this summer. What has happened to those guys? Because they've obviously have the ability to do it. They were doing it just a few months ago. Yeah, you know, you know I can't, I can't really say what has gone on there because I'm not hands on with that. Right. Been to a couple of races, and gosh, you know, I just my honest opinion, and they're not going to want to hear this when they listen to it, but I, I think they have too much riffraff going on around them. As, yeah. as a as a team, there's too much riffraff. Hmm. Just people hanging out um, and stuff. You know, there's God. It's just it's it's like it's a zoo right now. Yeah. Um, there's so many guys. You yeah. know, you go to Redbud. How many freaking guys are in that truck? Five, yeah. six. You know. Yeah. All the yeah. all the, the fill-ins that they kept there, and then you know Han was back, and Barsha's there, and you know, and you know I just there's just. When you when you got three guys like Mitch does, you can give them all all the attention that they need. But once you get over that, uh, man, it's 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 I don't know if it's controlled chaos or if it's a mess. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Uh, yeah, some good so, points. Some good points. Yeah. So you know the, the, those guys like Barsha and Tomac that really need that attention, and they don't need any negativity around them. And there's five or six guys that. You know, LaRocco's trying to help, and Ziggy and all the guys there, they're trying to help them all and be fair to all of them. Maybe it's a little too much for them. Yeah. And instead instead of having having quantity, maybe quality's a little better. Yeah, I guess if you're like Eli Tomac, who's struggling this year, no doubt about it, although he rode great at Unadilla, you have Mike LaRocco, you have Darren Borch, Borch, Hergen, Borch Hagen, who Borcherding. Borcherding. You have uh, Ziggy, you have Jeff Myshack, you have your mom and dad. Maybe you're a mechanic. Wow. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and everybody has their best interests. Everybody has his best interests at heart. There's no doubt about That's it. Right. But That's right. Yeah, it could be. could be. What do you make of Tomac? Um, obviously, you know, we know, you know his dad well, and, uh, and, and he, you know, he seemed to really uh, be on the rise this year, struggling a little bit. Just a case of, uh, you know, just sophomore blues, or you, you think he'll be all right? No, I think he'll be all right. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I think he surprised everybody in Supercross. So, yeah, what, what, you know, I honestly, I expected, you know, actually Ricky and I talked about this this weekend. I went over and hung out with Ricky for a few days at MIS, you know, he raced his truck race there and oh, we dude, talked yeah. about Tom Acklin. And, uh, I expect, I didn't expect what I saw in Supercross, which is great. Yep. And I, I really expected more outdoors and it didn't happen. And maybe, maybe he thought outdoors was going to be a little easier than it has been for him this year and maybe came in a little light on, on training and, and mentally being ready. Um, and, and, you know, kind of went downhill from there. 
And so, uh, I, you know, I can't really say, you know, because obviously I'm not working with them, uh, you know, enough to know. But, uh, you know, that's kind of what Ricky and I talked about. He came out exceptional last year, had a bunch of time to train and prepare for it. And uh, he kind of got his bubble burst at the Vegas, the last Supercross. And maybe, you know, that, that, that hurt a little bit for outdoors. I was going to say, what's weird about that team is that whole team, pretty much anybody they stick on the bike, has gotten unbelievable starts. They've all got hole shots, except Tomac has gotten terrible starts. How much of that is a mental thing, you think? Like, the season's not quite going his way, and then lo and behold, he starts 10th instead of 1st. I mean, is that a, can that be the difference there? Heck yeah, and that 250 class, that 250 class is a, man, that's a mother's stack class. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. starting, if you're starting tenth, you you better feel lucky to get fifth, dude. <laughs> yeah, you got to, you got to, you got. I mean, other than Bagus came, you know, back quite a few times this year with right. some great conditioning and a great bike. But uh, I mean, the average guy, if he's going to bust in the top three, he better be starting in the top five. But do you think that the the season not going his way is part of the reason he isn't getting those starts? Can that all spill over like that? Well, for sure, for sure, mentally. You know, like I said, yeah. getting this bubble burst in Vegas, you know, that hurts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so, yeah, men- mentally, especially starting, you know, starts and just the whole the whole psyche of the whole year, for sure. You know, it's a it's a mental game. You got to be be mentally strong. And some guys have that, and some guys don't. Uh, Jeff, what do you make of Josh Grant's year? Uh, just just a disaster uh, yeah. due to injuries, one one after another. He's raced, I think, three times for Honda, maybe four, and uh, just not not a good deal, huh? No, it's just a bad deal. You know, I, I feel bad for Josh. You know, when Josh first came to actually Factory Connection, he came and lived with us one whole summer here at the house. And you know, great kid. Went, you know, did did you know well when he first got in that class and had a had a good year the year after that. And then you know, kind of took a downslide. And then the injury set in with knees and whatnot. And yeah. yeah, it's a it's a bad deal. You don't you don't want to see any guy end his career. You know the way. He, you know, that possibly may end his career with, you know, just completely blown out knees, you know? Yeah. Uh, and Trey Kennard, man. Yeah. Jeez, rough summer there. <laughs> yeah, gosh, that's, you know, I mean, everybody knew that in the Supercraft preview show that I had picked Trey. Yeah, we all you thought know, you were nuts. Yeah, yeah, we all thought we were nuts. And, you know, I just, you know, before we did that show, I sit back and think about it and the year, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe those other guys will just, beat themselves into the ground racing each other and trail sneak in and win a couple of races and gosh it like race eight seven or eight you know it's all playing out just the way you know it was like (laughs) it was like it was you know a script it was wrote and so i think um, he was 16 back at only 16 or 14 at one point yeah yeah coming off wins like on on a roll on a roll yeah 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 and so that's a that was a bummer the way it turned out you know um Great kid, you know. I, I I I love the kid and the family and the, the background and mm-hmm. you know. So is he is he going to oh, be okay oh, from this? Is he going to rebound and be a winner again? I mean, is this? Yeah, I believe yeah, so. But uh, yeah, no he, do- he will. No doubt in your mind. Um, no, no, no doubt. I wanted to touch on Kevin Windham uh, coming in as an injury replacement, staying in for the whole series, but then <laughs> pulling out. Uh, uh, you know, the heat at, uh, at Redbud and the heat at Millville, he told me it's just, he never got able to recover and he had some off track stuff that was going on, like nothing, nothing big, just life in general going on. And he, he couldn't 
train and ride properly. And, I, and he was getting pretty discouraged. And I told him, I said, K-Dub, does it really matter? You barely rode the bike before the season. You're not going to win the title. Everybody loves you. And he was frustrated, though, with six and eights. Do you get that? Oh, for sure. And, you know, once you've, once you've been a winner and been top three, it, it's, just, it's no fun to ride mm-hmm. in sixth, seventh, and eighth and wake up Sunday morning feeling like you just got run over by an 18-wheeler. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's a good, good point. You know, the the older we get, dude, that takes longer to recover. And so, you know, between chasing all the kids he's got around that 12,000-square-foot house <laughs> and and chasing, chasing them around the 100,000 acres he has there and then coming and trying to chase all the young guys down at the races on the weekend and flying back and forth, Dude, the older we get, the harder that is. So, yeah, I can I can totally see it. You know, every, everybody loves Kevin. They all want to see him there. But, yeah, you know, at, at some point you got to draw the line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, were you surprised when he pulled out? Or were you sort of like, oh, yeah, I, I get it? No, no, I wasn't surprised at all. Yeah. You know, un- unfortunately, un- unfortunately, we need him. Right. You know, at American yeah. Honda with, you know, all the guys, Josh and Trey both being out. And so – but you know, yeah, you 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 respect his decisions and uh, you know move on. The one guy we haven't really touched on here is uh, is Villapoto, who has been. It's kind of weird, like he's leading the points and he's coming off of a good race, Unadilla. But up until that one-one, I would say yeah. most people, based on his standards, were kind of almost underwhelmed with his season. So many people, myself included, thought, well, if he can win a Supercross, he's even better outdoors. So he is going to just just whip people, and it. Still hadn't quite happened until he finally got a one-one. Were you surprised? Were you thinking he was struggling, or is it just a matter of Reed and Dungey are that good, and no one's going to be able to just roll through the series against those guys? You know, I I was super super surprised, and yeah. I will I will be honestly super surprised if at the end of the season they don't come out and say that he has some had had or has some kind of sickness. Mm-hmm. Really, dude. Dude, he looks terrible. Yeah, I mean, wow. just that doesn't seem to be full of life, full of energy. And you know, I, I, the whole time I'm thinking, okay, we got Epstein Barr. The guys wore out. Eldon's maybe done a little too much with him because <laughs> first motos are good, second motos are in left field, or sometimes vice versa. So I'm going to be surprised, you know, if if there isn't something more to the story that they're that they're not not saying because I totally the first three races are going. Are you kidding me? This guy's an outdoor guy. He should be. He should be just completely annihilating them. And it and it didn't happen. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the BTOSports.com Racer X podcast show. It's that time. Time for a commercial. Thanks for listening to the BTOSports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike our body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. I don't understand the Alden Baker thing, and I, I, can't, I can't just let this go because Steve would never let me off the hook if I didn't. Everyone's <laughs> saying this is what... Alden Baker does, he grinds people up. But to me, he maybe he ground Ricky up after seven straight years of completely dominating the sport. I mean, is he can he really be that far off? 
or is this just something that it doesn't matter who your trainer is, this is they're always on the edge? Like, is this something we can point to at Alden Baker, or is it just a sport? Um, no, Careful. I don't. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't. I don't think it's anything. You know, I, 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 you know, I know Eldon real well, and yeah. you know, uh, you know, some stuff I di- I disagree with Eldon. You know, maybe some of the eating the, the eating habits. You know what I'm saying? Now that I've been there, done that. You know, this is what, what the pot, pot calling kettle black. <laughs> I mean, if, if if I would have ate different and done, done things different, I'd have raced till I was 37 too. But at hindsight, seeing what yeah. I did. And you know what these kids do now. What I preach to any anybody I work with, dude, you can eat whatever you want as long as you're training and you're riding and you do everything in moderation. If you want to have cheese on your salad, dude, you eat cheese on your salad. But we're going to go out and run six miles and we're going to do our motos and we're going to do everything. Right. And sometimes I think Elvin maybe goes a little bit extreme on some of that stuff and maybe not enough reserve. You know, I look, I, you, you just physically look at Villapoto where where he started off the year, and then when they got hooked up, man, he lost a lot of weight quick. And mm-hmm. I, to do that 35, 30 weekends a year and, you know, to keep that body with a little reserve. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think I'll be surprised if there's not something more to the story at wow. the end of the year. Uh, and, and, wow. and, and this you speak of because uh, from, from fact, because the Jeff Stanton of 1988 and the Jeff Stanton of 94, quite different. Yeah, a, bu- a bunch different. Yeah, yeah no ab- doubt. Absolutely. No how doubt. much weight? How much weight did you seriously shed between like a five year span? Like at the end of your career, how much lighter were you than than a few years before that? Oh, uh, probably fifteen pounds. Which at that can... level, fifteen pounds is a yeah. big percentage, right? Yeah, that's a lot. You know, I look yeah. at Villapoto. How much weight did Villapoto lose this year? Uh, probably more than that. Oh yeah, like. definitely more than fifteen pounds. No doubt about <laughs> yeah, it, man. Yeah, See, that's what that, that's what I'm saying. So when you get hooked up, you, you know, I got hooked up with him. We got him thinned out, got him, you know, dialed in for Supercross. Mm-hmm. But, man, maybe maybe we did a little too much and got a little wore out and got a little fatigue in our body, and it's and it's taken him this long to recover because now at Unadilla, dude, he, he was Villapoto of old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah two-week break, too. Maybe he really literally yeah. didn't do much for those two weeks. Yeah, maybe. so I, like I said, I'll be surprised if and when, if he wins the title, that they'll say from this race to this race we had some some wow. a, a bug or you know something going on. But who knows? When you, when you lost all that weight, did were you like saying like December before the season that year before the grind began? Were you actually yeah. fitter that way? Was that the thing that you felt like you were in better shape because you were leaner? Yeah, you know, I, I just I I got so much into training. I was just a training freak, and yeah. uh, then and, and then uh, I didn't eat. I didn't eat. I didn't. I didn't eat enough. You know, I was vegetarian yeah. and you, I didn't consume enough and you train and you just start deteriorating your body. And that's why I said, dude, eat whatever the heck you want at this level <laughs> in moderation. If you want to have a steak and your potatoes and cheese and sour cream on your potato, you do it, man. Because as long as you're, as long as you're out doing what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to be doing training and riding, you're going to burn it up, you know? And right. so instead of being a freak and uh, I'm salad, I'm salad every day and I'm, Getting right. up and running two miles every morning, and bicycling thirty miles every day, and motoring, and you know, no, no pop, no ice cream, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. yeah. See, why well, can't? That's why I do what I do because I, I just eat. You know, <laughs> what Stan you are said. strong. You're strong right to the end of the year. I haven't seen a sense of burnout with you at all. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> because I subscribed to. Oh wait, there's exercise involved. Um, 
Uh, Remember that, you, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do part? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Jeff, uh, biggest surprise for you this year, uh, even – and we didn't – I wanted to touch base with you after Supercross. I never did. But all year, uh, biggest surprise to you uh, in a rider? Uh, well, I mean, my, like I said, my feel-good story was Chad Reed. Reed, okay. was yeah. my, my feel-good story. Um, Bubba, I really I, – I would have picked him to win a title. We haven't talked about Bubba at no. all. What the heck is he doing? Uh, I don't know. Uh, if you <laughs> told know. me right now that you heard he was flying a spaceship, I would probably believe you because just about everything else <laughs> just about everything else has been rumored. So really like uh you know there's there's a lot out there about James right now and I I don't know what to believe. Um but uh uh it was surprising although how much do you think and you know everybody keep in mind Jeff's a Honda guy but he doesn't like that bike. I think we know that for sure. How much do you think that bike played into some of what happened to him this year? If at all. Um no, dude. Okay. I think, <laughs> I, no, I. You know what? I don't care. I don't care what. I mean, yeah, Han, I don't care what you're on anymore. Honestly, okay. I think them, but I think them bikes are so equal that Bubba, Dungey, Chad, any one of them guys can get on any one of them colored bikes, mm-hmm. maybe except one, <laughs> and go out and, with a little time and go out and win. Okay. He's talking about that's my, that's blue, my, that's blue, yeah, yeah. I'm a Honda guy through and through, and there's a bunch of great people there. But right. dude, Mitch's bike is freaking awesome. Dungey Suzuki. I mean, Rick, Ricky won on the things. Dungey's won on the things. Yeah. They're great. Yep. Villapoto's Villa. Dude, all them bikes. I'm telling you, okay. in my honest opinion, yep. anymore are so stinking. You can fine tune it to win on any one of them. Is my honest uh. opinion. It, it, it's the guy on top of it making it all happen. What, and of course you're on the outside looking in like all of us, but what would you tell James Stewart if you if he asked you for advice on, hey, Jeff, what is going on with my career? Because let's face it, uh, he, he's got more talent than anybody. I think we're all agreement in that. Um, but he hasn't won. He hasn't won a title for a few years now. What kind of advice would you give him? I'd tell James Stewart to leave Florida bring his wife, his girlfriend, whatever, and come to Michigan. <laughs> okay? Oh, here we no, go. No cameras. Yep. No, no BS. No, no cell phones. You come and live with me for a year, and you'll be, you'll be winning, winning championships again. <laughs> no too, much, too, too much TV. Right. Too much drama. Too much BS. Yeah. I, I, I agree somewhat. I, why can't you? Yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, I can you could you fill in anyone's name in the blank there, and then just say, "Hey, blank, come up to Michigan, <laughs> put away the cell." Phone. I do wonder about that. Yeah, you could almost put anybody's name in there, Jeff. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, uh, seriously, I mean, it's no it's no secrets, guys. Between the TV shows, you're not telling me that's not distractions, okay? Right, right. The TV shows and the guys got going on, dude. You just you got to get back to you got to get back to your roots and and get to where you what what got you there yeah. do what got you there and the tv shows and all the, all the bs that you know dad's got him doing and dude, you get back to your roots if he if he would get back to his roots that got him there mm-hmm. he, he would win again right right hey do you think do you think with all the drama he has going around including you know these team whatever the team situation was this year and then you hear that he doesn't like the bike and all these other things 
do you think it's fun for him right now, or does all that drama just eventually take that all away? Is it fun for him to go to the races in Supercross when he was going to the races, or does that make you want to get out? Um, well, if you're winning, it's fun. It doesn't if matter. Not, if, if, you, yeah, if you're winning, it doesn't matter. But if you're not winning, you're getting spanked, it's not any fun. And then when you're dragging all the drama around with you, it's definitely not fun. But, and you know, how, maybe maybe he's loving yeah. the TV show and the crew being there and, and everything. But I can't believe that that's pad in his pocketbook. And, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to run out of money, but at some point, right. you know, all, all the all the baggage and the lifestyle is, is, is going to have to slow down. Uh, now, he, he disagrees with me on this point, uh, but I'd like to get your take on it. Obviously, him and Brooks weren't getting along, and um, they, they, they split ways, or Larry, they split. Basically, they, they, James or James agreed to Larry that they should split ways, and um, he was out of it. Well said. Uh, he was out of it. James didn't win for eight nine weeks, and I wrote about it. Me and James did talk about it. He he said, you know, he wasn't a big fan of Mike Fisher, and he went twenty four and zero in the outdoors. So the team manager doesn't matter. That's his thinking. What do you think, uh, Jeff Stanton, uh, on that sort of stuff going on behind the scenes without a team manager or even a guy like him or hate him, Brooks? Um, is a steady hand and you know and guides things. So, what do you think? No, I think since Larry left left that left that program, the wheels started falling off. I I left Daytona. My son and I helped my dad drive his 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 fifth wheel and truck home. We did a road trip home, and I told my dad when we were leaving Daytona after RCU, I said, "Trust me, that that the wheels are going to completely fall off of that that rig within mm-hmm. two months." Three months, and it pretty much did. Yeah. At, at that at that level, I don't care. And this is what I, what there's only there's, there's only one 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 or two guys I feel right now believe in this, and it, it's Trey Trey Kennard and Villapoda and, and maybe Dungy. At that level anymore, these young kids they need a Larry Brooks, a Jeff Stanton. They need some guidance with them. Mm-hmm. Because they're so young and they're influenced in so many different ways, and they got so many people around them telling them how great they are, trying to get into their pockets, trying to get into their lifestyle, yeah. that they need a guy that's been there and done it, right. a, a past champion. They need somebody like that to keep their lifestyle and their balance in check. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Trey, Trey, Trey had that with with your buddy Timmy, and. You know, Trey will admit that Timmy helped him out a ton, yeah. and he did. There's no doubt. You know, yeah. it's somebody that you can fall back on and somebody that you can trust. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I guess you know, I asked Ferry the same kind of question about when he was a kid. He's like, "Dude, I was making twenty thousand dollars. Nobody cared about me." But nowadays, yeah. the guys are making no, no. literally half a million dollars. I mean, they're, yeah, it's you know. it's, it's way different. Yeah. Right, right, it's exactly. Way they they have uh, more money than any kid can uh, yeah. can ever think about. Yeah. And, and and it's hard, you know, when you're one of those top guys that, you know, we talked about and you're making that kind of money. What, Stan, what the hell do we need him for? He's a washed-up husband. <laughs> right. But I guarantee you that I can train any one of those kids into the ground today. I ain't going to ride ride him into the ground, but, you know, right. they, they, need, they need guidance like that. And then once Larry left that program, I mean, Big James going to run it? Come on, dude. No. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh-huh. yeah, oftentimes it's the parent who's, you know, the worst part of the deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying Big James is. I don't really know. But a lot of times the parents yeah. are part of the problem. 
the best thing if you ask if you called my dad in ten minutes when we're done. You called my dad and you ask him the best thing and the hardest thing he ever done. He will tell you today the best thing he ever done is he got me to that level level and he let me go. Mm-hmm. And he will also tell you in the next breath that was the hardest thing he ever done right. is get me to that level and say, you go with these guys, they're going to get you to the next level. Yeah, and I, if every if every parent would do that, the sport would be ten times better off. I I, I often admire Dwayne Windham for doing that too. Never saw him much around. Just uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing because they invest so much money. You know, the sport's getting more and more expensive. Mm-hmm. And the, dude, the the trips to Loretta. That's why I did that road trip home with my son and my dad because my dad and I did so many stinking road trips to Florida, to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, to Tennessee, all over the country. Those are the best times of your life. And for a parent to go, okay, son, you just did your first professional race. You go, let somebody else do it. That's the hardest thing in the world that a parent will ever do. Hmm. And and yeah. if all parents would do that now, the sport would be much better off. Uh, yeah, well said, I think. Uh, well, again, I guess yeah. we're done in 10 minutes. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we don't have to be. I'm just, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, only because we're going to get his dad on the line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff, so I said biggest surprise, and you said Reed. Biggest disappointment. What do you think? Uh, uh, biggest uh, guy that sort of let you down a little bit if you're looking at the results uh, from, from each and every week? Um, well, you would have to say Bub and Supercross. Everybody yeah. would have picked him to win, Bubba or Dungey. And I, Dungey didn't surprise me because, not bagging on his title, but, you know, everybody knocked themselves out. You know, I, mm-hmm. I was in that position when I won my title. So, you know, you win a title, you win a title. But. Yeah. I wasn't surprised that he didn't back that up. Um, so, man, really, there wasn't really any big surprises. Chad, Chad was my feel-good story, and um, you know, I think between you know Chad, Dungey, and Villapoto, it was it was a great season. It was dude, it was an awesome season, Supercross-wise. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, hey, there's all these rumors that uh, that Dungey might move on from the team he's on. Is that a surprise? To, to you, he, it's going to look really bad if he ends up winning this outdoor title, which he very easily could, and then leaves. Although we've seen riders do that before, last couple of years has happened several times. Still, are are you surprised when you hear these rumors and nothing's official yet? But or is it something that you thought might happen, especially with the Coster moving on like he did? Dude, I can't believe it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You know, I just, uh, yeah. Wow, he's, no, he's speechless. I, he's not, speechless. Speechless. <laughs> yeah. Shot. Okay. Not what you're expecting. Yeah. You, you, know, it. it's, you know, without throwing KTM under the bus, I mean, they do a great job in Europe. They they build a good product, but, um, you know, I guess they got a lot. They got a lot to prove. For him to mm-hmm. go over there, he's only doing it for a couple of reasons: a, a, a ton of money in Roger. You know, he believes in Roger. I don't. I believe that Dungey doesn't trust in a lot of people, and he and Roger is one that he trusts in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they got a bunch of money, maybe, and they've got Roger, so he's gonna go there and try to make it happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it should be interesting, no doubt. They both have something to prove next year if it happens, yeah. which we think it's pretty much going to. Um, what about yeah. what's the rider in the pits who's misusing his talent the most? Uh, maybe a. I want to say comparable to a Ron Lachine back in the day. Is there somebody mm-hmm. in the pits that, that, that you think could be a lot more than what they are? Um, 
You know, with a little bit uh, of work or a little bit of yeah, different... yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I would have to think about that. Mm-hmm. There are, it, the, 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 I'm sure there is some, a like few I of feel, them. I feel like a guy like Andrew Short is getting the most out of what he has. You know what I mean? Uh, most, most definitely. Yeah. You know, I, I love Andrew and the family, and it's right. bummed out to hear him get hurt. But Andrew is a third to fifth place rider every weekend. He's one a guy you hire for consistency, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody loves him. So you hire him for uh, fan awareness and third through five. Yeah, and, and I feel the same way about Brayton or Metcalf. I feel like those guys are working hard, getting the most of what uh, what they have. Wygant's a big yeah. fan of Brayton. He's probably upset right now. But, uh, yeah, he's a uh, winner. He's a winner. <laughs> but, you know, so on the opposite of that, is there a guy, you know, that, that with just a little bit of uh, – I guess Millsaps comes to mind or maybe um, – uh, I, I can't even think of anybody off the top of my head. Maybe a Josh Hansen, you know. Yeah, you know what? Josh was was my feel good story for the for the West Coast license, lights and or West Coast, and he you yeah. know got hurt. Yeah. You know, a guy's been at the top, lost everything, and was doing good. You know, I I, I admire that in the guy. I, I thought he did good West Coast, but mm-hmm. you know, if if I really you know think about it for outdoors, which you know I almost could have told you it was going to happen. Is you know Bam Bam? Yeah, came out, did awesome Supercross, mm-hmm. and I know he was hurt, the wrist injury, one thing, and I don't, he wasn't quite prepared. So, I mean, if I had my hands around that kid for outdoor motocross, he would be still racing the two fifty the two fifty class right now because he would be in a title contention. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't have thought about moving him up, huh? No, he would, he would, he would have a thirty point lead on everybody, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you know, I just use I you know I'm I'm gonna use Redbud for example. I'm not afraid to call call anybody out on anything because the truth hurts. Redbud for example, dude, we pull the whole shot, we got a 10, 12 second lead, three laps into it, and we make the stupidest crash. Okay, mm-hmm. you know you you get a guy you you take a guy like that and you surround him and you you just you you nurture him and you guide him and you preach to him and you preach to him. Dude, you you pull a whole shot and you got a twelve second lead in, with three laps to go. You back it down a little bit, okay? That ain't gonna hurt. That ain't gonna hurt them. Right. So they can catch you by five seconds. You you can still win by six. You know what I'm saying? So uh, for the two fifty class, that uh, that would be be a guy that I, if uh, if the right guy could get your hands around him and and funnel that energy in the right places, dude. There no in the future. Everybody better be ready for for Barsher because if when if and when somebody gets hooked up with him and uh, can can guide him in the right direction, he's gonna be he's gonna be tough. Uh, I wasn't around in Bradshaw's heyday, uh, but I imagine in talking to Justin, he reminds me a little bit of maybe what Bradshaw was. Uh, he had his chip on his shoulder, like he's and I like Justin. He's a good guy. We get along well. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a little Twitter fight, Jeff. I don't know. If, I'm sure you're not a big Twitter guy. But, uh, I don't even I don't even know how to do it. But I don't think uh, they have Twitter. In this yeah, show. exactly. Um, but uh, I like him. But he he's got a chip on his shoulder a little bit, which is good, right? Yeah, it's 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 good as long as it's not uh, misused and abused. Right, right. Uh, I just don't want to see a guy get caught up in a, in a bunch of riffraff. Uh, okay, let's let's keep let's keep a focus for right. three to four years. Do what we got to do, and then you know then we can talk all the shit we want after we win. <laughs> Thirteen yeah. titles like like Ricky did, right. and you still don't have to you still don't have to talk smack after you win a bunch of titles like that. You move on and go do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if 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 everybody could just see, 
a guy like Carmichael surrounded himself with? Okay, who did who did who did Carmichael surround himself with early on? Johnny O'Mara. Johnny O. Johnny, Johnny O. Okay. Johnny O. Kind of stepped out of the picture. You know, I, I, he surrounded himself with with good people. You know, and uh, these kids these kids need to see that. I, I, is is my honest opinion. Right. You can't you can't just go and do whatever you want and think life is great without a little bit of guidance and surround surrounding yourself with good people. You surround yourself with crap, you're going to be crap. You surround yourself with successful people, you're going to be successful. Yeah. Hey, when you were uh, when 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 you were battling for your titles, you you were pretty much pitted against you know Jean Michel Bale and and Bradshaw. Who now that we look back at it, I think everybody knows that those guys probably had as much talent as pretty much anyone that's come to the ranks. They're at least up there on the all time list of natural abilities. Yep. And you obviously were the workhorse. Did that cross your mind at that time? Like, man, these guys are unbelievable, and I've got to do what I can. Or did you block that out and just try to think of yourself as everybody's equal? I can do that. Is it one of those things where you need to acknowledge that, or you try to pretend that's not the case? How do you beat those? Oh, dude. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. I know everybody's heard the story. I'm out of Simi Valley. Oh, here I'm we out go. <laughs> this burnout, dry ass track, busting out motos, and the whole time JMB's over carving his name in the side of this mountain, JMB. And I'm thinking, what in the heck, man? What am I doing wrong? And that guy just killed me this weekend. I'm out here busting butt. But he's up there on the side of the mountain carving J and B in the side of the hill. Yeah, you know. So you just you, like I said earlier, you got to do what works for you. You got to figure each kid out for himself. I knew that if I went over and carved JLS in the in the side of that mountain <laughs> when I went to, when when I went to Phoenix that weekend, I wasn't mentally going to be ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's just you do what you got to do for each individual and yourself, and get that program that works and. If I would have had a, if I would have had a past champion work with me and say, "Hey Jeff, you're winning, but maybe you're training a little too much and you're not eating enough," if I would have surrounded myself with somebody, if that was available yeah. at the time, um, I think I could have I think I could have got a little more out of it. Well, how definitely. much how much did you learn from RJ? Because I, I I've been reading some old magazines here and there because I'm yeah. I'm a bit of a dork. And yep. there's some uh, uh, magazines that said, you know, you lived with RJ that, that winter of 89, before 89 season. Yep. You guys even had a bet someone was going to live in a doghouse or something, but yep. RJ got yep. hurt. Um, how much did you learn from Ricky back then? You know what? I learned so much from him. And, and what I learned from him, uh, you know, i got a couple of kids I'm working with now. Uh, I'm, I'm passing that on now because, you know, I learned from the best, and I want these kids to learn from the best. And so I learned a ton from him. And... Uh, um, you know, if, you know, let's say if RJ would have came to me and said, Hey dude, I think I can help you. Mm -hmm. That would have been invaluable to me. Yeah. But as, as it turned out, I, he left, got hurt. I won. There was a little tension yeah, there later on, right. later on. So, you know, it would have never worked out. And, uh, um, you know, I just, I, I learned a ton from him and mm -hmm. there, you know, definitely could have probably have learned a lot more if that relationship wouldn't, wouldn't have been tarnished, you know, yeah. later on. I, and I didn't want it to be, but it's just, you know, when somebody leaves injured right. and at the top of the world, there's, you know, there's a little stress and a little tension. What about this? So, you may think, like, you're looking you know, at, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, you go ahead. Oh, so I was going to say this. People look at the, the Team Honda juggernaut that you are a part of as, we'll see these guys pushed each other, you know, Bailey and Johnson and then you and Johnson and then you and JMB and then McGrath came along. And it was like the team 
was making its own level rise. But does that always work out positive, or does it bring headaches? Because we're seeing, like with the Geico team right now, we're seeing almost like inter-squad rivals. Like, I'm sure Barsha wants to be Tomac, and Tomac wants to be Barsha, and that necessarily hasn't worked out great this summer. And even Pro Circuit team has had it working great, and then, on the other hand. Yeah, but and then Trey, Trey and somebody, maybe Grant, were a little, like, there wasn't, they weren't all heavenly when, when like, you know. Does it always, is it always good? Is it always bad? Is it always a mix? The, the teammate thing has to be tough when you have two guys that feel they can beat each other, right? You, most definitely. It's got to be tough. It's hard. It's hard for a guy to be in their truck together and go out and, and battle like that. Uh, I said, I, you know, I said I could have never done it. If we had semis back in the day, dude, there's no way. So it, really? I'm sure it's much, I'm sure it's much tougher now that mm-hmm. you got to bat, battle each other and then go sit in that bunk together. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, that's that, that's uh, almost impossible. I couldn't I couldn't have done that with JMB, dude. There's no way. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so yeah, that that that, that creates a little tension. Right? You know, it goes back to what I was talking about with the factory connection. Yeah. And, but you know, Mitch, Mitch is man enough to call it out. Okay. I think he is. It, yeah. Yeah. And in, in, in my my opinion, that's the difference between success right now and not success. Mitch will put up with nothing. You will not talk back to Mitch. Mitch will sit you in his office and tell you right where to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what, which one's going to do it? Is it going to be Ziggy, Myshak, Larocco, Darren? Well, which which boss is going to sit me down and tell me I ain't? I'm not doing my job right. at at thirty percent. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I, I I think that, that that's a little that's a little uh, an issue there. So, uh, so getting back to that in, in a rivalry, Mitch can handle it. You know, he can sit Wilson down and sit back down and say, "Guys, we're, we're all here for the same objective. Mm-hmm. There's two of you, bat- three of you battling. The best man is going to win. There ain't no reason to talk smack about anybody. Let's just go out and do it. Let's all go out and get one, two, three. And that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, it's surprising you don't hear Baggett and Wilson, who were amateur rivals, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, they didn't. They weren't. They're not best of friends coming into this. And then you'd think this would really make things go bad, but seems to so be okay. Far, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, but what I'm getting at is, is Mitch can push the right buttons and make the right things happen, and maybe that's something that. Uh, mm-hmm. The Honda Camp needs Uh Before we let you go, a few more questions, uh, Jeff. There's a little bit, I wouldn't say controversy, but I did have Ryan Villapoto on on, a, on an interview last week. He he's going to Motocross Nations with Ryan Dungey. He's wearing the number three plate. He's gonna he's gonna ride um, uh, MX3, and uh, um, Dungey is gonna ride MX1. Villo's a, not upset, but he's he's wondering. Why he's not the number one guy? He won Supercross. He's leading the points right now, and uh, you know he wants to be the number one guy for whatever reason. Does this matter to you? Do, is this dumb? Uh, I think I know your answer, but what's your feelings on it? Yeah, that's that's childish, childish. <laughs> yes. Imagine that. Okay, it, it, it doesn't matter if it's if it's one, two, or three on that bike. What's what's the main objective? Right to help Canada win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that won't happen either. Uh, the main objective is to go over there as a team. Right. Now now we will be a team and we'll go over and uh I'll I'll win my my motos, you win your motos, we'll win it together. Let's go out and do it. Mm-hmm. Never uh yeah. never occurred. I don't even know if you ever wore anything but one over there, but yeah, the first year I was I was uh well, the first year I was two. Okay. I, I I was two 
two, two, and then one. Did it, but so, it didn't matter. It didn't did, matter. Wardy, right. Wardy went over. The, he, and this is how. I mean, Villapoto's done them too, but Dungey, you know, carried the banner in the last couple of years. So, so what if he's got number one, dude? Just use it as use it as fuel to your fire. Let your actions speak louder than the words. I tell my, my basketball kids that. I tell my my daughter that. My son that. Who gives a shit? Let your actions speak louder than your words. Right. And, and instead of telling us how, how pissed off you are that you got number three in your bike, go kick his butt. Well said. Yeah. Wow. So, and, and before we leave, you know, I'm number 56 in the motocross nations on September 23rd. Did you guys know that? Uh, yeah. Are you doing that? You guys didn't know that? Well, I heard you were. I was going to ask you about that. You're going to yeah. race. You're going to race that. Of course I am. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. This is a vet. A vet motocross nations. Is that what this is? Right. This is a. This is a vet motocross nations. And because uh, Jeff, you've always Chuck? you've always been anti. I'm not showing up a Loretta guy. Like you've always <laughs> been. Hey, I, I I'm confident in what I've done. So. Yeah. So you're showing up. You're going to race. I guess Lachine's in too. I heard. No. I heard. I mean, he's not he's not racing for our country. I thought he Unless was he's racing for, for Juan Pablo country or something. <laughs> no, right now, no, it's it's, it's Scott Burns, Scott Burnsworth, yeah, Jim Gibson, Chuck Son, and myself. Okay, all right. So, uh, and you're going is what what Hawkstone? What is it? It's in England. It's in uh, Farley Castle. Farley England. Castle. Okay. All right. So, wow. You ready? Yeah. You know what? Yeah, shoot. I know I train every day. My wife and I are getting ready to do a sixty mile a sixty mile running race the week before and so if, yeah, it's, it's no biggie. If Dirk Gherkins is there, will you oh, Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, you know, I I I signed up to do it. These guys got talked me into doing it. They uh -huh. got me a bitchin' works bike, a CR two fifty, nineteen eighty. Yeah. It's a vintage, so it's yeah, two yeah. shock stuff. Yeah. This is yeah. old stuff, okay? Right. So I, you know, I ham hot around. I said, dude, I need to know what I'm riding. I'm not going to go ride a piece of junk. I, you know, I, I need everything set in stone. And so, got got everything set up. So I signed up to do this. And shoot, now everybody's signed up. Stefan Everts is doing it. Uh, all the oh. Belgian guys are doing past Belgian guys are doing it. So now, dude, they got they got like ten ten to twelve countries with four guys each. It's, oh. it's a full on it's a full on donations. Just each donation. You've never let the country down. Please. <laughs> Don't, don't do it now. I know. So my, they're flying my son and I over there. We're going to go over there for five oh, days, awesome. have a good time, that's ride, cool. be safe, and go 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 from there. And then are you doing that Mexico race that Sebastian is putting on again? Or is that happening? Dude, I, I, no, I think that thing got way too serious for me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, when, when Stefan said stock bikes ain't going to cut it anymore, that it got serious. That, yeah. So, you were out. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm I'm out. When when it gets that serious, I I mean I I know my limits. I still I've been riding three days a week. I mm -hmm. have fun, and uh, I'm not I don't I don't need to be hurt at 42 years old. So. You uh, you ride a four stroke or a two stroke? What have you been riding? Yeah, I ride a, I ride a two stroke. American oh. Honda takes still takes care of me and nice. So yeah, uh, it's all good. Well, any uh, oh, I ride the two stroke. Wow. I got oh. one more question for you, but why can't you got anything else? Yeah, I just is this in this event is there. Is there any age brackets at all, or is is uh, Chuck Sun and Stefan Everts going to have to just be matched up in the same class? Like, how does that work? They're, they're going to be matched up in the same class. It's old vintage, so it's it's 125s, 250s, 500s. Wow! And as far as the ages of the riders, it doesn't matter. Go for it. It, it doesn't sound like it. Uh, 
I, I, I know if if you come up on Dirk Gherkins, I guarantee you he stops and rides up, rides up the track. I, I, I guarantee you. Uh, before we let you go, Jeff, what ha- Why didn't you ever win the 500 title? What what happened? Well, one year, Bale pulled over and let Kodrowski by, and I lost by two points. So that <laughs> what that tell you? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that that sucked, and I just. And just never made it happen. You know, Wardy rode that thing great. And, uh, um, now Bentley so says, I lost, I, I lost a couple to him and uh, RJ rode the thing. You know what? I just pulled out an old video watching, watching a uh, YZ 490 Yamaha uh, at, uh, at Red Bud, dude, that, that was some fun stuff. That was some fun stuff. Uh, so, uh, yeah. you know, I just, it, it, you know, everybody said he's a 500 guy. It was a big guy rode, rode 500. Right. It just, it just never happened. You know, uh, I think I lost one to Larocco and one to Kodrowski. Those guys were, you know, good 500 riders and I was too in shape and wasn't ready for it. Now, Bentley says you would have won one year, but you tried to throw a firecracker, almost blew your hand off. Yeah, that's true. I, Fourth of July, I'm a I'm a I'm a pyro freak, and so I thought that I I had my riding gloves on. We were sitting around in my shop, and I lit one, and that thing went off in my hand, and all that like polyester just melted to my hand, and so I show up at Washougal with third degree burns all over my hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said that that was the year you were in the running too, and you had a so so yeah. day because you you could barely hang on. But yeah, yeah. Crazy. Good, good times. Well, hey, uh, uh, thank you for coming on the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. Always a fun talk with Jeff Stanton. Always uh, always a good time, no doubt about it. Thank you, Jeff. All right, man. We'll see you. All right. Thanks very much. See you around. All right, guys. Bye. Thanks. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show brought to you by RacerX. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point to where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take your money. The Working Class Hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts.